You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Welcome in, ladies and gentlemen, to another edition of the Pony Stampede Podcast. Thanks for listening. I'm Billy Embody coming at you on a Friday, getting a quick edition of the podcast your way after a week of kind of being on the road a little bit for me, getting around the Dallas area schools and talking to a couple kids with SMU offers, some SMU interest, hearing from local high school coaches about Sonny Dykes and his staff. And I want to share, you know, just some some musings and general uh, thoughts kind of from the road. And I also have to talk about basketball a little bit with the team being off of its pause and now having that week to prepare for the AAC tournament before they play at two o'clock on Friday, March 12th in the AAC tournament over in Fort Worth. And I want to start there because obviously the podcast we dropped earlier this week got a lot of uh, of run and a lot of people reached out and sharing different stories and things they've been hearing. And so I think, and not to rehash pretty much any of that, but I think one thing that I've taken away from the podcast coming out earlier this week and kind of feedback I've gotten and other people I've been talking with is just, I think, I think not only is Tim Jankovic certainly coaching for his job over the next, you know, couple weeks, if, if it gets to, if it gets that uh, far down, down the line. But I also am beginning to think that, you know, I think Rick Hart probably has a little bit of ownership to this. And just from some of the things I've been hearing across the board with SMU Athletics and, and just where the, the program is and the school is and its push to eventually go Power 5 and be in a Power 5 conference and the level of pushing and fundraising and all those things that it takes to get there, we'll, we'll see, I think, kind of as Tim Jankovic's future unfolds, if there is any impact on Rick Hart in that regard. And I'll have more reporting, I think, on this in the in the next week or so, just as, you know, you get more feedback and, and you get more you know, details from various people. But I think for the most part, uh, that's something to watch and keep in mind because, you know, one, I, I do want to credit Rick Hart. He's been very good at hiring coaches and the fact that he hasn't pushed for SMU to to make a change coming off of last season and three straight losses. And with all of the little things that Rick Hart has had to deal with with Tim Jankovic from the excuses, having to tell him, stop it, you know, quite honestly. The woe is me stuff, he, he's, it's been addressed. And for being so good at hiring coaches... Why hasn't he pushed to make a change when you've had to deal with things like that? And you need to revitalize the program somehow. And I don't know how you do that other than a change in leadership. So that's kind of what I'm going to say on that. So it's a little bit of a tease, but I do want to really dive deep with some other sources that I have and, and kind of dig into it because there's just some things at play here that are just a little off from what I'm beginning to hear. So stay tuned to Pony Stampede for that. I do want to thank everyone who subscribed with our huge promo, 50% off VIP subscriptions 
uh, and you got C- CBS All Access, which is now Paramount Plus, uh, included with that. Uh, so thank you to all those who stepped up and subscribed. They're enjoying a lot of the VIP content that we're rolling out, and and we'll uh, certainly be keeping an eye on uh, the the situation with Tim Jankovic uh, as that unfolds. As far as the basketball team, I'm interested to see what type of team comes out next Friday, uh, whether it be players with positive tests. I think there's a good chance you see a few guys that are out. Um, just from what I'm hearing, I, I think it's that many positive cases. Um, I do want to say, though, that if you go online and you look at the active case count for SMU, I looked earlier this week and it was 16. And I've heard that there were a number of SMU basketball players with a positive test. And the thing that kind of irks me, and maybe it's off, maybe it's not updated as as closely as it should be, but I, I think it's pretty close, is that if if you're looking at the campus and there's 16 positive cases on campus, let's just say SMU basketball has a a third of them. That's bizarre. And considering some of the players had it over the summer, it kind of ran through the team a little bit from what I had heard. So, and Rickard is quoted as saying there are some reinfections. So, all that to say, I think this team is going to look a little different. I'm hearing that there's probably a chance that you don't see the entire team. We'll have to see that is all relying on testing, symptoms, all those things. And that'll play out over the course of the week. I highly doubt we're going to get a media availability before the game. So we'll kind of be in the dark on that front. But, um, you know, I think this team is going to be motivated. I really do. How sharp they are and, and how crisp they are, that's, an, that's a whole nother story. But I'm sure uh, most of the team is going to be motivated and ready to go. Um, we'll uh, keep our ear to the ground for anything we hear. But I did want to address that SMU basketball is back to practicing off their paws and preparing for the AAC tournament. They can't really have another positive test uh, come up in the next week or else they are uh, toast. So with that, moving on to a more fun conversation. Spring workouts are underway for SMU football. Uh, A lot of excitement around that. I've been noticing, uh, one, they released a a kind of a highlights hype video type of deal uh, this week. And it seems like they're doing what they do, which is handle this COVID-19 situation very well. If you look, if you watch the video, actually, most of the guys are working out outside with squats and weights and doing all of that. Uh, and they're they're doing a lot of conditioning, it appears, obviously, um, outside and, and just getting creative. That's what the staff has done. And uh, it looks like a lot of guys are really putting in the work. Uh, there's been some pictures of guys like Brian Massey who look just totally different uh, from where they were as freshmen. So I'm excited to see, you know, obviously... We really have a month. I heard April 9th is the day to watch for spring practice to begin and May 1st being the spring game for SMU. So keep that in mind uh, as you kind of go about planning your uh, spring watching through the fences, if you can, uh, for SMU football. So uh, they're back at it on the football field. A lot of area high schools and, and high schools across Texas are back in the in the weight room and on the track and uh, on the field to an extent at times. And you know, I really want to uh, shout out one North Crowley. I was over there and got a chance to catch up with Demerick Gary, the former SMU defensive lineman, who's now the defensive line coach over there. He's coaching up Aaron Austin, the SMU uh, 2022 defensive line target, who really looks pretty good. Quick first step in drills seems to have, seems to have gotten a lot stronger. And one thing uh, North Crowley's coach told me is is just how big of a difference. 
Demerick Gary has made uh, just with the, their players, their buy-in, their their work ethic, uh, all the things that they're doing uh, to to just to push to that next level and to to get better. And Courtney Allen's program is is just. I think it's going to be really special with the 2023 and 2024, uh, just from kind of what we've been, what Mike Roach and I from our Texas site were able to see when we were out there. Um, you know, they, they look like they're going to have a good bunch of kids coming up, especially. But Aaron Austin impressed me. Quick first step, building some strength. He's getting better with his hands. SMU's heavily in the mix there. Some Power Five programs entered the mix uh, this week as well. In addition to in addition to the ones he already have, you can catch that interview on Pony Stampede. I'm going to drop it first thing Saturday morning, so keep an eye out for that. Uh, and we'll also have some some thoughts from Courtney Allen, the head coach of North Crowley. Demerick had to run a little early, so uh, I'll catch up with him an, another day uh, in terms of what he thinks about Aaron Austin and all those things. But can't hurt having an SMU defensive lineman coaching up a defensive lineman that is being heavily recruited by SMU. So that was kind of my stop at North Crowley. And then you go uh, over to McKinney. And SMU's showing interest in one of their 2022 defensive backs, Josh Allen. We dropped that story on Pony Stampede. I think a really good track time with him could move the needle. Um, that would be something that I think uh, would maybe make them jump on board with offering him. I think he's a he's right around 5'11". He's, a, he's, he's just in that range where uh, they're... Probably wishing he was six foot, to be honest with you guys. Uh, but look, if you, if he comes out and clocks a really good time uh, in track, uh, that's going to kind of, I think, force their hand a little bit. And then another defensive back that I think is on the radar now squarely, and we'll have more notes on him uh, on Pony Stampede. And I'm going to save that one for VIP because I'm excited about him. I mean, you talk about a six foot, 180 pound, 10, 500 meter type of guy. Uh, that really doesn't have too much going on recruiting-wise, but I think is set to blow up. We'll have some notes on Pony Stampede uh, that'll post Friday afternoon, late afternoon. By the time you guys are listening to this, they might already be up. Uh, just kind of on that, and and also some notes on the wide receiver targets and, and where things stand there. I tell you what, we Mike Roach and I, and, and we kind of tag team the you know this whole week, and and you know he hit a few more high schools than I do did. Uh, you know, just have a little bit more on my plate. Couldn't get over to some, and and some just weren't the trip weren't worth the trip for me just yet. Wanted to wait until spring practice for some, uh, but we went over to North Mesquite and the 2023 receiver Cordell Russell, who already has an SMU offer and uh, is really getting recruited hard by Rashad Samples. Uh, he is really he just really looks the part. Um, Coach O recruiting for those who follow the Twitter sphere. Twitter sphere and and kind of the the Dallas and Texas area of of guys who do training and guys who do seven on seven. Uh, one of the a good friend of the program. Uh, we were out there with him and uh, he he kind of named him Baby To and uh, you know I mean I think it it fits. I mean he's got uh, a lot of uh, he's just a really good looking prospect. I mean he's got you know just the the physique that you want. He's got long arms. He can. He's a ball winner. He's a great kid. Really well spoken. Uh, enjoyed catching up with him. We'll have that story early next week uh, on Pony Stampede for you guys, uh, and 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 kind of go from there. And then uh, you know, stop by Desoto. Saw Claude Mathis. They are loaded uh, in the twenty threes, twenty fours, twenty fives. I mean, they're just going to be uh, as always fun to watch, especially from the skill position. Uh, area and I, I think SMU is probably going to get involved with some more players over there 
the younger ones coming up uh, that that really I think have have um, you know some some really nice uh, just just upside and that they can they can get in there and um, you know play to the local school and and get on them early. I think that's something SMU might need to do a little bit better job of uh, with with some of the local. 2024s they haven't offered one just yet I think there's a couple they could probably go out there and and say you know what this kid's probably a no-brainer and I and I think by then and and by doing that one you know unprecedented times whatever dead period you can go ahead and maybe get out there with an offer I think on like a 23 or a 24 versus a 22 where you need to be really careful because in a year where colleges are really going to, I think some of them might jerk these kids around a little bit. It's okay to be conservative, which they are in 2022, and they typically are conservative in general. But some of these younger guys, like for example, they're already on Jaden Milner Jones, the DeSoto safety, who who says he's you know talked with Rashad Samples. He played him in Madden uh, a little bit ago uh, when when Rashad was doing some of that. Uh, but he's still a young prospect, and and certainly uh, is one that. Uh, you know they're gonna they're gonna have, have to recruit hard. I think when he really shows the player he is, he's gonna be one of the most highly recruited guys in the state. Um, they have some other younger guys that they could probably go in on a little early and 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 feel good about. Um, I think one thing that and it's kind of it's a night and day Chad Moore Sonny Dykes thing, right? And I had this conversation when I went out and saw high school coaches when Chad Morse was the head coach at SMU, and it was you know how hard you know, that staff recruited high school coaches and, and threw out offers and did all of this stuff. It's a little bit different with Sonny Dykes and his staff. And it's, it, it, you kind of, I don't know if there's a right answer or wrong answer on how to do it, but if you're SMU and you are offering a ton of kids locally, well, what does an SMU offer mean? And that was kind of how it was with Chad Morse. Now on the flip side, they recruited really hard. You know, I mean, gosh, you know, we and and a lot of it, you know, we could debate about, you know, how real some of it was and all of that. But that's another story for another time. But, you know, the the FaceTiming, the constant FaceTiming, the, you know, in the middle of the, the signing day press conference, you know, oh, the hi, couple highly touted kids are on FaceTime, you know, uh, it, it the, all of that stuff, it it catches the attention a little bit more of the of the high school coaches. They feel their program being recruited a little bit harder. Uh, then, then maybe the kind of more strategic approach of okay, well, we got we want to be sure because we don't want to offer a kid right down I seventy five or uh, US seventy five or uh, you know South by twenty, and then have to be like, well, you know, we don't have room, or well, that was an offer, but it's not a take, it's not committable. There's that walk, there's that line to walk, and I think high school coaches are starting to come around to it in some senses. But there's also some that are used to the, well, you got to, you know, and, and we had A.J. Ricker on Pony Stampede talking about this with with his recruiting. You know, oh, you got to offer to get in the game. And, well, do you? I mean, what is an offer worth, you know, now? It, it's really an interesting part of it all to, to watch. I mean, so I thought that was probably one of the more interesting things that I picked up. I think Rashad Samples uh, is doing a terrific job. Jordan Blake doing a tr- terrific job. And like we've seen them do. Um, but one guy that, from what I've spoken with uh, a couple high school coaches that I, I that are kind of 
that are that are really w- watching this closely, and I, I kind of backed it up with some SMU sources too. But I, I think Steph McClure is is gonna be on that level of a Rashad Samples or a Jordan Blake in terms of recruiting and connecting with p- players and kids and all that. I, he's got the he's got he's very similar to to Randall Joyner. You know, he's got the college credentials. He's engaging, well spoken, well versed in his craft. And no disrespect to Randall, but Steph also played in the league for a couple of years. So he has that kind of extra, just that extra smidge of credibility. And he was a highly touted prospect himself. I'm hearing really good things about how he's going to trend here at SMU and until he ultimately probably, you know, gets that tap on the shoulder, similar to, you know, what happened with Randall Joyner. And so I, I think, you know, a lot of positive feedback. I think this is a weird year. The big thing that SMU is going to have to do, and I think their class in 2022 is going to be pretty small, but, you know, is is when things open up, just getting these kids on campus and, and getting that realness that backs up that real calculated approach that they take to recruiting these players, that's where you've got to do, you've got to have them on campus to get that that true feel for it. So I had a great time on the road this week. There's a lot of great prospects out there. I'm excited to share some of the other things that I got a, got away got that I took away uh, from that trip and or the trips and uh, driving around the Dallas area and and, and all of that uh, to to get some interviews and get some pictures and see some players get out there and work. And uh, I'm excited that uh, we're able to do that because it's um, you know it's a really uh, unique time and and last time right around this year uh, everything really. Uh, just shut right down and and it was um gosh what a what a crazy year it's been since that happened um, but look uh, that's about it that's all I've got for you on this Friday uh, I do want to give you guys a quick shout out uh, to my friends at local tap and table uh, they're right on Harry Hines there at the Alexan apartments uh, been in there a couple times and and they just do a terrific job so if you're looking for a good solid sports bar with some good food had the burgers had the chicken strips uh, they, they've got a bunch of different things in there. Uh, they're doing a really good job over there. Worth checking out. They've got some uh, events coming up. They're going to do something something for St. Patty's Day as well. So uh, if you get in that neighborhood, check out Friend of the Program, uh, local ta- tap and table uh, over there on Harry Hines at the Alexan Apartments near the AAC. Until then, guys, leave us a rating, leave us a review, and subscribe to the Pony Stampede podcast. Until next time, which is going to be next week, we will catch you later on the Pony Stampede podcast. Hope everyone has a great and safe weekend. Have a good one. Paramount Plus and the National Park Foundation present A Mountain of Zen. This Earth Week, you can live stream seven national parks for seven days on Paramount Plus. Paramount Plus, official streaming partner of the National Park Foundation.